Today's episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. Do you feel like you're stuck in a dinner rut? With HelloFresh, you get fresh pre-measured ingredients with mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Skip all those trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. You can now enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in 30 minutes or less. With over 25 recipes to choose from each week, there is something for everyone to enjoy. All recipes are designed and tested by professional chefs and nutritional experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity. Go to the link in our show notes to get $80 off, including free shipping on HelloFresh, the number one meal kit. Now here's the best Stay Tuned Sports Podcast. And hello there, all you Stay Tuners. Welcome back to another episode of Stay Tuned Sports. It's your good friend Jimbo here, back again. After a uh, small little heart attack there Saturday night, or Sunday night, sorry, with the Notre Dame game. Jesus, almost called that one to a to a T with some of the... Truck Series guys, I, I really thought Florida State was going to pull that out, but um, I mean, obviously, we're going to talk a little bit about that, and plus the little story that's coming out of that game. Nice little story. Um, but before we get into the show itself, make sure you guys head over to StayTunedSports.net so you can follow all of our social media accounts. Because um, I was actually live tweeting during the Notre Dame game there too, so if you follow us over on Twitter and Facebook, you'll be able to interact with us. Um, and as well as on the top of our website is our merchandise tab. So in case you want to buy some merch there, um, and if you don't want to do that, I, like I always say every week, I'm okay with it. Totally understand, you know, tough times nowadays, but if you want to go over to www.buymeacoffee.com slash ST sports, you can help, uh, support the show that way. Um, Show a little love over there, and I'll I'll give you a shout out on the show. Just like you know, we had already already had like four or five people show their their support over there, and I appreciate it. So, and with the NFL season starting this week, uh, this week and well, you know Thursday. Um, don't forget about our uh, stay tuned sports chat line. It's six one two STS chat. You could ask me any questions about football, college football, about the weekend, um, weekend sports. And with this being the first week of the NFL season, I'm bringing back the blue picks later in the show here. You guys could call in and say, hey, Jimbo, you're a dumbass. Why did you pick that team as a, a, a blowout? You know, they're, they're, they're going to get blown out. So another way for us to interact with each other, you know, you'll be you know put on the show here and everything like that as well. So... Like I said at the top of the show here, um, Notre Dame gave me a heart attack uh, Sunday night. Just, it's not that they didn't look good. It's just the fact that, like I said, can't remember the last time I seen a Notre Dame game where they played four quarters. Um, first quarter was 
very close at the end of, of the, the quarter. I think uh, Notre Dame was only up 7 nothing. Now, let's not forget, too, that Notre Dame was ranked number 9. Florida State wasn't even ranked. So, I'm not saying that they should have been up 56 nothing at the end of the first quarter, but should have been a lot more than 7 nothing. And when that happened, I, you know, I was texting back and forth our good buddy King. I told him, I'm, I'm nervous, you know. The only good thing that I took out of this game, because going into the game, there was a lot of questions. Let's, let's be honest. You know, you have a brand new quarterback. You lost a lot of starters. Uh, definitely lost a couple on the, the offensive line, I believe. And that showed. But Jack Cohn, man, he looked good. He looked good, and he was, he was smart with a lot of plays. Especially the two um, missed snaps, um, particularly the, the second one too, where eh, he was in shotgun formation, and like they, the commentators said, they don't know if the center must have thought he was under um, under center or something because the ball just kind of came out, just dropped, never even got to Cohen. Cohen, and um, he jumped up there, picked up the ball, probably could drop back. And made something out of play, but instead chose to just pick it up and just run forward and get whatever he could. And I believe he got like three, four yards out of it. So it showed that he's a smart kid. And his his uh, deep passes, the touch on too. He had the, the two touchdowns he had earlier in the game. They were some nice passes there. Now, again, it's only one game, and I I always believed in this whole you gotta give these college teams the first four games and after that you pretty much know what you got that's why I don't believe that they should have any type of rankings the first four weeks because what they show in the beginning is not what they're gonna show at the end how, you know like how they're gonna be looking at the end there and who knows maybe the defense will get their shit together by the end of the year because, again, that defense was terrible. Our defensive line was getting pressure. They need to work on wrapping up tacklers or uh, ball carriers because they could have got a lot more sacks. But that back end of the defense, man, they were just, just terrible. They were just letting everything go. Um, the only, like, right spot on the defense was our cornerback that might be going as a top five pick next year's draft. That was our only bright spot on the, the, the defensive backs and the safeties. I was surprised to see uh, the running game be not as um, productive as I was hoping. Um uh, Williams and the other kid thought they were going to have big games, but they didn't. But Jack Cohen had a big game and, you know, broke Tommy Reese's single game passing record. He had like 380 yards or so, four touchdowns. Like, he, he definitely gave me some confidence in the quarterback position now. Granted, we got Toledo this weekend. I mean, who, who knows? You know, after watching how they, they lost to, or almost lost to Florida State. 
And, you know, I, I could say, well, you know, they almost lost to a backup quarterback, but the thing was, they were they were up by 18. And when uh, Florida State's starting quarterback got his helmet uh, knocked off, yeah, obviously go off the off the field here. Mackenzie Milton came in. Now, if the name sounds familiar, and I'm pretty sure you, you've seen some of the, the highlights by now and the stories by now, Mackenzie Milton hasn't played football since 2018 because of a very, very nasty leg injury. They almost made it sound like it was actually worse than Alex Smith, if not the same. Um, playing the game, he was at UCF, uh, starting quarterback there, and ended up, you know, doing a bunch of things to his legs. Um, broke, broke a couple bones in there, you know, kneecaps, like just gruesome shit. And a lot of people said that his legs should have been amputated. Let alone three years later, playing in a college football game. This was such a big moment that even his surgeons showed up to the game because they had to see it for their eyes. They, they, uh, during the game, they you know were quoted saying basically they wouldn't count Milton out, but it's highly doubtful he'll ever play a game again. Not only did he play, but like I said, he brought Florida State back, tied it up, and taken Notre Dame, the number nine ranked team, into overtime. And almost pulled off the win. Now, the reason why I bring up about Mackenzie Milton, yeah, Florida State sucks, okay? They haven't been good in years, right? This kid deserves a, a shot at starting. If you watched that game, when he came in, that team played totally different. Like, they were awake, they were uh, motivated, they were playing for something. When they had the, the other kid, uh, the kid that had his helmet knocked off, his name is Travis, I think it was, Jordan Travis, something like that. Um, when he was playing, he looked lost. Unless they had a momentum going. Like, he couldn't handle the pressure. And when Milton came in, it just seemed like that team was... You know, had so much more energy again. And, you know, to only lose by three points in overtime to a number nine ranked team in the nation. I mean, you have to. I mean, there's no way around this. I mean, you know, that they had to work with the starting quarterback um, in the offseason, try to get his confidence back. And I'd be willing to bet his confidence was shaken during this game because it showed. Milton's confidence wasn't shaken. He, he brought them back. So I, I would like to see Florida State give them give him a shot to start. And, I mean, I'm, you know, obviously Florida State's not going to win no national title or anything like that. But with how the ACC played this past week, Clemson losing, um, North Carolina, I believe, lost, you know, Get a couple wins with Milton under there. Maybe you could win the the conference. You know, never know. The other topic too that came out of the Notre Dame game, that I want to touch on. I thought it was funny. Now, I mean, I'm I'm not one of these uptight that if you sneeze the wrong way, oh, I want you canceled people. Okay, 
after the game, um, when they were coming off the field, the ABC reporter stopped Coach Kelly and was talking to him and asked him, you know, what did he think about his uh, team's performance? And he replied, I'm in favor of execution. Maybe our entire team needs to be executed after tonight. We didn't just execute very well. Well, now he's getting shit for that because he said he would execute his whole team. Like, guys, come on now. You know, he's not going to actually do it. He's he's not physically harming them or anything like that. It just, you know, turned out to be a little inside joke, I guess, or a play on a joke from years ago. You know, back when we didn't get offended by, you know, stupid shit like this. I mean, when he said it, my wife was watching the game by this point with me. I bust out laughing. I, I thought it was funny as hell because he even started chuckling a little bit on camera when he said it. And what joke he was uh, reference, referencing to was um, and, and when he, at his post-game press conference, after he went to the locker room, talked to his team, all that, and he got another uh, post-game conference, this is what he said about the, the phrase. It's an old John McKay quote. John McKay, who was the Buccaneers inaugural season head coach when they went 0-14, was asked pretty much the same question and he said I'm in favor of execution okay so now back to what Kelly said um, said I was kidding it was tongue-in-cheek it wasn't funny I was talking and making a joke about it it was taken serious are you people crazy and I agree with them you know again if you guys watch that game that team should be other than Jack Cohen should rip, be ripped apart and start over because you're playing a unranked team who's been shitty for a few years now and you barely beat them. So maybe, just maybe, hopefully, our Notre Dame team isn't as um, soft as some people that took offense to this, this quote and open their eyes because... If there's one aspect of the game or um, area, is our offensive line was terrible this game. Just terrible. They got pushed around all over the place. And I wonder if that's why they really didn't favor the run game you know, a little bit more. Because they saw that they weren't getting any push. But to get upset over just a, a little joke like that, there's bigger things out there to get to be worried about other than oh, he wants to excuse whole team shut up <laughs> NFL starts Thursday night Tampa Bay versus the Dallas Cowgirls yes I'm gonna rag on them already um, I'm excited you know I'm actually kind of surprised that Dallas is the opening game um, with Tampa Bay. I always felt like, you know, whoever was in the Super Bowl should be the rematch for, you know, week one um, to open up the, the season. Because, I mean, really, like, what is going to be, in a way, accomplished by having Dallas play 
Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay's just going to run all over them. You know, you got Tom Brady and then, you know, Dak Prescott coming back. First time playing on that surgically repaired leg and all that stuff. So you don't know what he's going to bring to the table. Is he going to be a little rusty? Tampa Bay, I, I believe, offensively, maybe minus one, maybe two players, is the same team that just won the Super Bowl. Last year's Dallas defense wasn't that great. So that, that this game could get out of hand quick, and I think that's why the point spread is so, so big there with uh, Tampa Bay giving eight and a half. Um, but don't want to talk about the Cowgirls. Screw them. You know, we'll, we'll talk about them when my beloved Eagles play them in, in a few weeks. But the Eagles do open up at Atlanta uh, this weekend. Um, not too sure what to expect, um, to be honest. I think really the Eagles game is going to come down to how well the receivers play for Philly and how well Hurts plays for Philly. I think if they could get off to a good start, it'll open up things for Miles Sanders. Because if I'm Atlanta, I'm keying more on Sanders and and pushing Hurts to to try to pass. Because he, even though he did look good in the preseason, it's preseason, okay. If you look at how his season ended. You know, everybody still believes he played better than Carson Wentz. If you really look at the stats and compare the stats, I still believe they kind of played equal. Um, but again, you know, he was a rookie, so now he has a full year of uh, learning the playbook and, and practicing with his teammates and things like that so, so he could get some chemistry down. Um, defensively, for Philly, you know, that line's going to be that line. They're going to show up. They're going to cause pressure. The question marks are going to be, like every year for the past 10 years, how well are the cornerbacks going to play? You know, Darius Slay comes back, who played really well last year for us. Now we got that kid from Pittsburgh that we signed a few weeks back to go on the other side of Slay. So now we we may finally have our 1-2 combo for our cornerbacks. And, you know, you got Avante Max now playing the nickel where he played a lot better as a nickelback than on the outside. So, linebackers, I love Alex Singleton. I think we finally found our stalwart there. I mean, he's all over the place making tackles. As far as Atlanta, you know, again, they're in a rebuild state. So, they could be real shitty or this could be a competitive boring game lots of turnovers possibly but I would like to think my Eagles are going to win not going to give a a score because I have learned never pick your team to win or lose because then they're just going to break your heart and do the opposite with the NFL season like I said starting this week we are bringing back our blue picks. Fourth and five. Jones steps up, takes off, he's in, touchdown! Third 
three. Jackson has all day. Looking deep for Hollywood Brown again. He's got it. Brown off to the races. And he stays on his feet. Touchdown. And here is your blue picks of the week. Brought to you by Skunk Duck Studios. The best ducking designs on the web. Yes, that is right. So to kind of uh, reiterate what the rules were from last year about our blue picks. Blue picks are your blowout pick, lock pick, and upset pick. So with your blue, uh, your blowout pick, what team do you think is going to win by 10 points or more? Our lock pick is obviously, it's a no-brainer. You know, can't lose this one. And then our upset is an underdog that is... Uh, not favored by five points or more. So to kick it off with our blowout pick, we have I, I actually picked the Packers over the Saints. Um, I've been saying all offseason I'm not sold on Jameis Winston. I think he'll play better than he did his last season in Tampa Bay. But I, I think some of the tendencies will creep back and kind of get into his head. And uh, I mean, he's not going to be no Drew Brees, so I hope, you know, Sean Payne don't believe that. And Taysom Hill is not going to be no Drew Brees. So I think that that's going to be a interesting part of their team to watch is the quarterback position. On the other side, Aaron Rodgers, you know, with his offseason squabble with Green Bay, finally coming to terms with Green Bay that they'll trade him in the offseason, kind of made a, a gentleman's agreement whether Green Bay is actually going to do it. And... You know, even though Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers coming off an MVP season, um, has shown over the years he's a very, very good quarterback. I think this season's probably his most important one because if you play shitty and you want out Green Bay, teams are not going to give up first-round draft picks for you. They're going to give up what they think you're valued at for the future, not for what you did, you know, 10 years ago and if you play shitty this year teams could say hey he's starting his decline you know we don't want to give up a a first round pick for him and then Green Bay you know again it's a gentleman's agreement that they'll trade him they don't have to trade him so that's why I'm going with the Packers just because Aaron Rodgers has a lot to prove and I think it's going to show in this game Uh, my lock pick for this game is Minnesota over Cincinnati. Cincinnati still has a lot of offensive line questions. Can the offensive line keep Joe Burrow standing? And, you know, they took uh, Chase, the wide receiver from uh, LSU, instead of trying to get offensive line help, and Chase has been dropping balls left and right. Can Chase get out of his head and start being the wide receiver they think he is? And help Burrow out and get that offense going. I don't think this game is going to show that. I think it's going to still show the the dropsies. And I think Burrow is going to still get a lot of pressure coming at him. So I got Minnesota there for the lock pick. Then my upset pick, Steelers over the Bills. Okay? The Bills are giving the Steelers 6.5 points. And I'm going to probably take a lot of shit for this next statement. So... Again, don't be afraid to call 612-STS-CHAT to tell me I'm wrong or, or you could argue with me. But 
I will not be surprised if we see a regression in Josh Allen. We've seen too many times these young quarterbacks, aka Carson Wentz, get a big contract and then all of a sudden just kind of lollygag through a season. Not keep going up with his production. Now, I mean, he already set the, the, the bar high for himself to begin with with a MVP-like season last year. But I think you're going to see a little setback here with uh, with Josh Allen. And I'm buying into Big Ben. I'm buying into that he's, he's mo- more motivated this year. He knows this year most likely is his last. So, you know, kind of like the Jerome Bettis, let's go out on top here, boys. And he's already coming out to bat for T.J. Watt, and that's a big part of their defense. So I think that's why Pittsburgh is going to win this game, get the upset over the Bills, because I think uh, between Pittsburgh's defense and the new Ben look, or whatever you want to call him, new motivated Ben, um, I think they're going to pull it off. Up next, we have our Combat Corner segment, which is sponsored by Bet Angles, live scores, odds, and the best expert picks every day. Start winning today at betangles.com. This Friday, we have our BKFC 21 card back. Um, I looked at some of the uh, fights, and I believe there's a lot of new debuting fighters, so I'm not really going to pick all of them. I actually got only like three uh, three cards I, I picked, which was the main event, co-main event, and a one of the de- debuts. Houston Alexander's making his BKFC debut versus Wes Combs. Combs, who is already 1-0 in the BKFC. Um, Houston Alexander, who is a former UFC fighter. He is a little older now. You know, it seems like BKFC is still, you know, tapping into that older roster of BKFC uh, or uh, UFC I'm sorry um, but I'm going with actually Wes Combs here to win because I, I think the age part of it for Houston Alexander is going to show and with Wes Combs already having one fight in Kyrie has a little taste of how bare knuckle is I think that's what's going to show and I think that's what's going to get Wes Combs the win for um, this match then the co-main event is my boy Sam Shoe, uh, Sam Shoemaker versus Josh Burns. Um, both guys coming off losses, but Sam is coming off a title loss to Joey Beltron and making a quick turnaround. He only lost two or three months ago. Um, I thought that was a close fight between Sam and Joey. Now Josh Burns, he was in, I believe, like a heavyweight title um, elimination or first, you know, you know. To be the first uh, first contender or whatever, and he just did not look good at all. He looked like he didn't even want to be there. If that guy shows up for this fight, Sam is just gonna maul him and make I believe quick work because Sam has shown he has been getting a lot better, and the fact that he made the the heavyweight uh, title fight so close 
shows he's right there. He's almost putting it all together to finally win that belt. So I'm going Sam Shoemaker as my pick for the, the co-main event. Then for the main event, we have Dakota Cochran versus Mike Richmond. Um, Cochran, who's already 3-0 in the division, uh, the welterweight division in BKFC. Going with him because he makes quick work of people. You know, he took on Chris Levin, who we know is a tough son of a bitch. Uh, in his BKFC debut, and he he won that one. So those are my, my picks for this Friday's card. Um, make sure you guys follow me over there. I may be live tweeting that one. Uh, so make sure you head over to staytunesports.net. That way, on the right hand side, is all social media accounts. You can make sure that you're following and, and liking all that stuff. So that way, you could interact a little bit there. Um, and Make sure you head over to www.buymeacoffee.com slash stsports if you want to help support the show. Um, however you want to help support, I appreciate that. And, you know, to kind of touch on um, about my Josh Allen Bills comment, if you disagree with it, call 612-STS-CHAT. Tell me how you feel about it, and I'll put you guys on the on the air, and I'll have my rebuttal. So, I think that's going to be it for this week. Uh, Till next week, it's your good friend Jimbo, signing out.